live. Oh. We're doing it. Hey. We're here. Welcome. What am I doing here? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the first episode of my podcast, tentatively titled The Elise Kern Show. Uh, because I told Julie the title of my podcast yesterday, and there was like 30 seconds of silence on the phone before she said, that's stupid. That's not what happened. It but. is what happened. Um, so here we are. This is the first episode of my podcast. We are live at the Sex Pot Comedy Podcast Studio. Thank you so much, Sex Pot Comedy, for putting enough faith in me to let me do this sex pot comedy is awesome it's colorado's home to comedy showcases podcasts sex pot radio live feeds sketches all kinds of great things so check them out sex pot comedy facebook page super (laughs) huge thank you to wally wallace for teaching me how to do all this stuff and then setting it up for me today um this is my guest julie ellen royce there she is it's me do you want to Tell everyone a little. Let's talk about me again for a second. (laughs) Um, So what my podcast is going to be, it's going to be a little hard to find like a set audience because it's not going to be about a certain thing. It's always going to be about different things. So if you want to tune in to talk about burlesque or skydiving or LGBTQ issues, you can. Um, And if you're not interested in LGBTQ issues, uh, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But really, so it'll just be sort of what you want to tune into. And then what I want to do from there is we'll do the live feed. Um, probably the last Tuesday of the month every month. And then the next week I will post the podcast on iTunes. And then I'm going to post video footage of anything that that podcast has to do with. So we're going to do a podcast about burlesque and I'm going to try burlesque and learn burlesque and do burlesque and then make a video that will be posted the same day that the audio gets posted. Um, I think what I'm going to do for us, Julie, is... Um, find all the videos of when we I dressed up as, I, no. <laughs> as Portia nope. and nope. Ellen. That was awesome. And um, I'll post all those videos to give people that. like a taste. Oh, great. Yeah. Because what you're doing here. That was just here- us being genuinely us and fully represents who I am as a human. So <laughs> thank you. So um, what I want to do today is Julie Ellen Royce was my first ever girlfriend, gay experience, first person I was ever in love with. Thanks for that. (laughs) And then first relationship. So um, everything, you know, made all the mistakes. You make all the mistakes in the first relationship. Wasn't your first relationship. No, it wasn't. Um, So I sort of want to talk about our relationship in general, but also LGBTQ issues in general. And also like dating in the lesbian Denver scene, which is hilarious. It's so funny to me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you go ahead and tell everyone something that you would like to say about yourself? Um, I don't know. This is my first podcast, and I'm just excited to see where this will go. That's a really loud motorcycle outside. I don't think they can hear it. I heard it. Okay. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Here we are. Also, I really want to. I want to try to not say fuck on this podcast. Oh, fuck. And then I'm going to count how many times I said it after the fact that I really want to try. Uh, you want me to not say it? I would want, I want it to not be said, but feel free to say it. Okay. Okay. I would like to tell the story about our first, <laughs> <laughs> the first time we 
did it. The first time we did it? Yeah. And all how right. that happened. Would you like to tell the story? Ooh. How well, about- first of all, we. when did we meet? Were we like 12? Did I meet you in middle school? Yeah, middle school. Okay. Go ahead and talk. Oh. Well, I met Elise Kearns in middle school. We were in high school show choir together, and um, she used to copy my homework in physics every morning when we were juniors in high school. Okay, this is already completely <laughs> inaccurate because no, I was in gifted not- <laughs> and talented, and you weren't. You were lazy as hell. Are you, yeah, are you I joking? always did my physics they homework. Don't, they don't have physics in elementary school. We didn't go to elementary school together. I mean, middle school. We, we didn't have physics. School. You copied my. Oh, physics I did. Home- yeah. I did because I I got a little bit of, about of depression. Your sweatpants, Elise. Okay. Yep. By second semester of junior year and first semester of senior year, um, I always I just wore these red Corvette sweatpants. <laughs> And my black steamboat hoodie, which is still my most prized possession. And I never wore anything else because I couldn't have been more fucking depressed and not giving any shits. And everyone called me Sweatpants Elise, which was not very nice. (laughs) Okay, well, it caught on. And then everyone else called me that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then we. So were you attracted to me in high school? I think, I don't know. I think I like Irished my gayness just like down deep. I don't think you can say, I don't know what too Irish something is, but I think it's when you're racist. Just like, I'm Irish, so I can say it. Okay, great. And it is racist. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I didn't even know what I was in high school. Did you? I knew that you were super cool. Like, you were orange. She was one of a few <laughs> really orange girls who went tanning. Like, you had memberships at two different tanning places, so you could go twice a day. That's and then you not had, like, true. It is. And then you had like <laughs> long jet black hair and you were mm-hmm. so like, like that's when being all skinny was cool. Mm-hmm. And like you wore really tight pants, but they still didn't fix. You were so skinny. Thank you. I don't remember myself like that, but it's nice to hear that yeah. I was skinny. Orange and orange and skinny. Black, black hair, orange skin. So that's all it takes. For what? You. What do you mean? To be attracted to someone, I don't. I like definitely. I had like a girl crush on you. Are you attracted you. to Donald Trump? Because he's hitting fifty or thirty-three percent of your criteria. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Am. Somebody asked me the other day, "Would you rather cut off your own thumb or lick Donald Trump's asshole?" I would lick his asshole for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love okay. a good I asshole. Was a good I don't care who's attached I was like, to it. Wow. I keep forgetting that my mom is going to listen to this and we're about to talk about the first time we banged. So maybe you don't have to listen to it. (laughs) I think it's fine. We don't have to be like graphic about it. Okay. Well, we were in show choir together in high school and you were like really cool. Did you want to sing a song for everyone that we sang? I'm waiting for you to ask. (laughs) No. (laughs) Bada chicka, bada chicka, bada chicka. Chili con carne. Nope. Are you trying to do? I don't remember that song. Okay, well, that's because you had to leave I, show choir because you were drunk. <laughs> Isn't that true? That is not what happened. I didn't miss a single year of show choir. It was very important to me. I, mean, I had like let drugs or alcohol effect. Shh. <laughs> All right, I so, had a girl crush on you in high school, but I didn't really know what that meant. And I was definitely dating a, a all lot the boys. Of, I didn't really date all boys until like after high school but then i dated all the boys mm-hmm. every one of them you had that apartment what the fuck with the huge pool and we were like partying it all the time and there would be all the boys 
It's true. Post high school. Yeah. We became really good friends post high school. Yeah. I don't know that we were that good of friends in high school. We weren't even that really good of friends because you like to do this thing where you're like, anybody want to hang out? And I'll text you be like, gay, hey, let's hang out. Like before we ever. And you'd be like, mm, I'm going to get in my steamboat hoodie and chill on the couch. <laughs> All right, so well, one that's night, why one of the things we're going to talk about on the podcast is uh, mental health because it's important <laughs> and I have struggled with it quite a bit and I think it should be talked about more. Maybe this podcast should be called Sweatpants Elise. You're so noble. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We became friends and then one night I got invited to go see this concert at the blue bard theater and you would put on facebook like you would always do anybody want to hang out tonight i'm in denver so i texted you my good old friend elise um hey i'm going to this concert you should come okay first of all detail these details are not important also that's, that's what not happened. what happened that's exactly what happened okay I also we're gonna like be a little bit hard on each other and it's fine you guys we're not fighting but i do want to remind people of that but really i hit you up to see what you're doing i texted you oh. and you told me you were going to this cool ass show with jordan which i was bamrick and uh hey jordan I <laughs> <laughs> and i wanted to come and then when we were there you were uh, smoking a cigarette because you're gross you wanted to go outside and smoke a cigarette and you went and i came with you cold. and then and what then did I you went. say well, first of all, I was like, hey, all of our friends say that you have a crush on me. And then you got weird about it. And I was like, we're not going to be weird about this. And I just went, took a huge drag of my cigarette. And went, so you want to fuck? <laughs> um, and that's what happened. Yeah, she took a, it. mom, go away, mom. <laughs> she took a drag off the cigarette and went, do you want to fuck? <laughs> It wasn't like that bad. It, it was. was pretty cool. You were really into it. I said yes. As I remember. And then we went back into the show. We, we got out. like kicked off of guardrails because we, we were, were like sit- we were like making out on it. Yeah, I think that was Kill Paris, that band. No, it was Miami Horror. Okay. Well, <laughs> same thing. Great. And then we went home and did it. Yep. End of story. Thanks for tuning in. All Bye. Right. <laughs> um Yeah. So anyway, I want to talk about uh, the amount of uh, orgasms you faked (laughs) (laughs) in the beginning of our relationship. Yeah, don't feel bad about that. Well, why why wouldn't you just use it as a learning experience? Teachable moments? Yeah. I have to have so... What do you mean? So who was your... uh, You had several lesbian relationships before me. Mm Mm-hmm. How many? Three or four. Okay. Mm -hmm. And... And I also, I think it's important to note that all of Julie's girlfriends, her ex-girlfriends, well, the ones that came before me, are the best. We're, like, really close <laughs> friends. Hey, Leah. Hey, Chanel. Love you guys. You're the best. Let's hang out without Julie like we did last My birthday week. parties are just, like, all ex-girlfriends. That's great. And they all love each other. Yeah. But not me. I like them a lot. Not uh, pretty much anyone past me I could, could do without. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of how it always works, right? Like... No, that's not true. I Okay. Anyway, uh, why did you do that? Why didn't you use that as a teachable moment to help me? To help you give me an orgasm? <laughs> um, okay. Well, have you ever taught somebody something? Yes. You don't go, that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I think. You like, it's like training wheels, you know? Uh, you let them think they did a good job, take them out to dinner. It's like 
Pavlovian, like positive response. All right. Positive reinforcement. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, your experience, your coming out experience. I just did it. Just started fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um I had a boyfriend and I cheated on him with a girl and then I was just with her and everyone was like, we are not surprised. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. My coming out experience. <laughs> <laughs> what was really awkward is we were dating and you hadn't told your anyone about it, kind of. You were friends and everybody like knew. But then like we like went to the movies with your mom when like she didn't know but kind of suspected. Well, I told her two weeks into us dating. And us dating started the day after we boned for the first time. I told her two weeks in. Because that picture, which we don't get to have anymore. That's fine. Um, well, that was the first day that we said I love you to each other. <coughs> Fair enough. Was it? Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, I do remember. Yeah. And then I had to tell my mom the next day, and I told her, sat her down at Old Chicago and told her <laughs> she was... <laughs> what was she eating? <laughs> like a palzone. I don't know whatever anyone eats at Old Chicago. And she was not, like, mad, but... She <laughs> Didn't you get this, like, spaghetti pie? Oh, my God, I love spaghetti pie at Old Chicago. (laughs) Let's talk about spaghetti pie for the rest of the podcast. (laughs) She was really confused for, like, 40 minutes and a little bit abrasive, like, what? What? And then after 40 minutes, she was all about it, and everyone loves you. Yeah, she was all about it. Okay. And then my dad, Rick Kearns. Couldn't have been more thrilled from the get-go. <laughs> I think he always wanted a son. And I think that when I came out of the closet, it was like, oh, good. My little boy's here. We can talk about tits now. I don't think that you really like, not to minimize your experience, but it's not like you were like this 12-year-old girl who's <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> That's true. Fuck. That's fair. Oh, it's going to take me so long. I feel so uncomfortable. I guess I'll like pretend to want to date boys. Were you that person? You did dress I like a boy like, yeah. as a child, mm-hmm. which. Oh, OK. Yeah. I think, you know, where those I'm going. pictures. Now. So Julie's family photo albums. One day I wanted I knew she like looked like a little boy as a kid, not just dressed like a little boy, but like thought she was one and wanted to be one. She was like, don't do not look at my family photo albums. And then I don't know, you were taking a shower or something. It's not just that I, like, didn't want you to look at, like, how I looked like a little boy. It's that my parents wouldn't let me, like, cut my hair short. So I had this awful haircut throughout my entire childhood. It was so bad. It was a mullet. I just wanted to know your life, okay? So you get in the shower. I start looking at the family photo albums. And then you got out of the shower and kicked me the fuck out of your house. Like, broke up with me. Was that traumatic? For, for looking at your family photo albums. Can Are you going to drink water the whole time? Sorry, There's not even enough water like, in there for you to be drinking sorry. for that length of time. Okay, kicked me out of your house. Broke up with me. Called me some horrendous names. That sounds about right. And that was it. That's when we broke up. But then we got back together 400 <laughs> times because that is what lesbians do is yeah. take breakups not seriously. I think that it is a statistical fact that in a lesbian relationship, you have to break up 617 times before you're really broken up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Women are tough. What women are we are talking about? Like, are you mad at me because now you have to deal with women? Yes. Do you think that you would be a lesbian anyway if I hadn't 
I would have found someone else because there was <laughs> there was a girl because I was I danced on a professional dance team and I did have a crush on one of the girls I danced with. Yeah, but she wasn't. Ha- oh, she was not what- having it. I I think I tried to. It was like after you and I started dating. I told her I think I freaked her out. Yeah. But I would have. I mean, I was like getting there. I think I wanted that experience. Um. But how many of the straight girls that you dated turned out to be gay? Just the one. Um. Another one is kind of. Okay. On the move, maybe. Has yet to be seen. Is it the one? We're not talking about it. Uh, <laughs> that was great. I loved that. I want to talk about the time you got caught. Okay. What? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> By my grabbing papa? Yeah. Nope. Deal. Do that weird... People understand that language, by the way. Elise and her mom go in public, speak louder... Than I'm speaking right now, and do your little say something. We have a language where we tiebok labik babit sabin wabi kabin tiebok shibit ababit jabalabi abin It's really not difficult to decipher, and you'll be talking. I think yibu guys. That's good. I learned it. I tried to learn it like for you when we were together. I'd like be in the shower and like read shampoo. Did you really? Yeah, that's so sweet. Our relationship was flawless. Oh my god! Let's talk about the first time that you uh, met. Well, the first time you met my dad, we we went to the Capitol Grill. There was a lot of shrimp involved, and he told me, Listen, "What did you wear? Do you guys see this much sex that. dress? That kind Julie, of like pretty that. much that. No, it was cute. It had like the neck was here. It had sleeves. Mm, it I don't went past think, my airplane. I don't think so. Yeah, Julie's got no. <laughs> yeah, well, it didn't go past your airplane. I it was showed wearing, your airplane tattoo. No, because I it was cold that night, and I was wearing. Fishnets. Like fishnets. Fishnets. You are fishnet tights. Were you mortified? To meet my father. I just wish that you didn't like get all hot. Because the next time you saw me, I looked like this. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you're so gross. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just wanted to show him that it's not always gross. To but your dad did. This is like the one thing I remember from your dad. He was like, listen, I don't care. I'm kind of glad. As a father, you never want to think about your daughter being penetrated, I think is what you said or something like that. And he was like, but damn it, I want grandbabies. And I was like. Yeah, which I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, downplay our relationship or hurt your feelings. But every girlfriend he has ever met, like the first words out of his mouth are, I need grandkids. Yeah. Like do whatever. But are you working on that? Gross. Could you imagine if you had a whoopsie doopsie baby like somewhere along the line? I have an IUD in, which I am getting. <laughs> I'm getting out today. <laughs> I got an IUD because put in. Rick Kearns wants grandbabies. <laughs> yeah, I got an IUD put in last year uh, when Donald Trump got elected because I felt like he was going to take away mm-hmm. all of our reproductive rights and birth control and just like keep women in cages. And which, I was like, I'm going to get this $1,700 thing put in my body for free yeah. before I can't anymore. Um, and I have since then broken out worse than i've ever been broken out and then just like a fucking disaster human pr- because of my iud i think you mean your skin yeah you just have it yep you're like i got a forever contraceptive and i am breaking out so anyway the <laughs> first time i felt like i had a crush on you we were at a party at julie's house with some boys we worked with at bar louie and we were, we were we were playing strip poker yes and julie was doing here i can't do it anymore you feel like you just have to practice. Is that good? That's not. Okay. Good. It was so good. And I was like, oh, my God, you're so hot. We played. It's such a crush on you. Yeah, I'm not going to do any accidents. 
good. What did we see during strip poker? I went to bed, so I had to hear about it the next day at work. He, this guy got a prison tattoo of a lollipop on his penis. And I heard about it, okay? And then I was at work the next day, and he was there. He was like a line cook or something. And everyone was like, oh, my God, so-and-so has a lollipop tattoo on his dick. So-and-so has a lollipop tattoo on his dick. And I was like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Elise walks into work. She walks back into the kitchen busts open the double doors and he's standing there and she goes, <laughs> do how you did it. Lolly! Lolly! And we were all like, oh my God. <laughs> it was just like, that was great. Can't tell you anything. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Are you, have you gotten better at keeping secrets? Excuse me? Are you good at keeping secrets? I'm a great secret keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about our relationship. What do you think was the most romantic thing I ever did for you? Besides uh, the time that I treated you to like $90 worth of uh, First Friday. What? <laughs> TGI Fridays. First Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so $90 of First Friday will get uh, you in Denver. For, for Valentine's Day. I got us TGI Fridays. I thought it was like the time I was going to mention. I, you know what? You brought this up the other day and I was trying to think about it. and that's I don't remember anything nice you ever did for me either. Really? No, I do. Oh. You got me a really good Christmas present one year. What? It was like, it was like a really nice watch, but then you added like all this other special items that were like really special to me. Yeah. Like red, sugar-free Red Bull. You got me a pack of cigarettes. (laughs) And then you got me like Jack Daniels shooters. sounds really romantic. God, I'm fucking adorable. So fucking cute. Um, Let's talk, I do want to talk about what the nice things that my mom did for our relationship, which is, yeah, uh, on Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. When you're the Curtis Hotel did um, celebrity themed rooms. So they were all, you know, like Brad Pitt and Angelina. They had a bunch of straight couples and then they had a Portia de Rossi and Ellen Suite. And my mom booked us the room at the Curtis Hotel because she's darling. And the booking came with two wigs, blonde wigs, (laughs) and like a love CD. That would like... Well, what I what I chose to do was we were gonna like go about town as Portia and Ellen. And I took videos all night long. There's, those are gonna surface. I'm so embarrassed. They're gonna surface pretty hard. That was like a uh, poof. Oh boy. Yeah. Yes. My mom's always done a really good that job was really of nice like. Of her. Yeah. And she would give me like for Christmas a wallet filled with like gift cards. Yeah. Yeah. She's really great. Nice. Thanks, Schmo. Yeah. You're uh, actually the. The nicest thing your mom ever did for me is, like, when you broke up with me, she called and, like, talked to me for, like, four hours. What? (laughs) Yeah. We had, like, a really long conversation, and it was awesome. About what? Was she, like, on my team, or was she, like, yeah, fuck my daughter? Well, she was just kind of, no, it wasn't, like, teams. It was just, like, yeah, it's hurtful, this sucks, let's talk about life, like, I have a question. She was really sweet. Did she call you, or did you call her and cry at her? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you do well with breakups? Oh man, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I do well in that, like I'm able to drop thirty pounds in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm heartbroken, but I'm really skinny. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, Are people like? Do people like not accept you as a lesbian? I think that a lot of times people don't take it seriously because I don't look like a lesbian. Yeah. Do you ever think you're going <laughs> to... Dyke my hair off? 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe my hair is thinning. So is that, I mean, do you, how do you feel? One. Julie recently cut her hair into this shape. It's a shape. Um, yeah. How, don't you feel like you get more attention now with your short hair? Yeah, it's so yeah the ladies they want to do it with you and i feel like more straight girls want to do it with you yeah what's that about what i'm just saying remember when you told me that scissoring wasn't real okay (laughs) scissoring is obviously real it exists you've probably seen people in porn do it right Mm -hmm. but it's not like a primary go-to but it is sex act yes it is have you ever met somebody and slid crotch first into them (laughs) Like yes, first actually, time I know some up. people who only scissor. Who? <laughs> okay. I'm not. What am I going to tell you? Who? I'll tell you right now. <laughs> that bitch would. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, okay. You told me it wasn't a thing because okay. that's what you learned, and then I feel like we tried to do it one time, and we just like I, laughed. we did it a lot. We, no, we didn't. At least you're a dancer. Your legs go like that. They go like. You hear that, everyone? Oof. <laughs> Stop. Oof. Oh, my God. I think um, dating It's you. also, that's not also, it's, it's not like one person's in the splits and the other person's trying to be in the splits. That's, what are you doing? It's not. Well, I recently See, dated maybe... a female with bad hips and <laughs> scissoring was not possible. But it has, but it isn't. See, I still feel like you maybe aren't doing it right. Probably. You don't know what it is because you. Why? Were, because you didn't think it was a thing. So you always maybe go into it. But then we did it. Okay, but we never took it seriously because I remember my next relationship. I was like, "Don't! What are you doing? That's not a thing." But it is a thing, and mm-hmm. it's great. Could be better than that. A lot of other things, in my opinion. But okay. So my next relationship after you. Mm-hmm. Did you like that? It was a great time of my life. Lost so, so like, much weight. You know, so I uh, want to talk about everything. Made a lot of mistakes in the first go around. I feel like there was, you know, we couldn't decide. Like, one of us cheated. And I think it was you, and you think it was me, and we always get in fights about this. Because I feel like you cheated on me with... Oh, my God, I forgot about that. And you think that I cheated on you with a boy. A hot one. Super hot. Really, really fucking handsome. You're looking. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't. I didn't do that. I mean, I did, but I did it after you started it. This is I mean, the- it's all kind of all like, it's kind of all irrelevant and a blur. And you're on my podcast right now because <laughs> I'm making it relevant. Well, okay. Well, how did you feel about all of that? I mean, I don't know. I feel like the first time you fuck up that big in a relationship, mm-hmm. like the first time you go there, the relationship is doomed. You're not going to get it back. You don't get, you don't come back. No. But we tried a few times. We tried a few times. Tried a few times, and then other stuff happened, you know? And then I liked someone else. Yeah. And then the lease was up on my apartment. Yeah. And I was dating this person for, like, 17 dates, and I thought I should move in with them. Classic case of lesbianism. Yeah. U-Haul, that is a real thing. Yeah. I'm going to also be in all black now. Mm -hmm. Great. So Elise likes to do this thing where she makes fun of my style and then I catch her wearing the same exact thing like two years later. Can we talk about that? I think that one time you told me that I was JCPenney and you were Urban Outfitters. I probably did say something that douchey when I was 23. Well, I liked dress in mud jeans. (laughs) (laughs) 
I like my jeans. That's something I think that like bound us. Our moms shop at JCPenney. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Do you know how long it's been? I don't know. <laughs> we have so much more to discuss. I can't even wait. What time is it? What do you think was the worst thing that happened in our relationship? It's 11.35. The worst thing that happened in our relationship? That fucking football montage video you were trying to make for your uncle for like six months. You would like stress out about it every fucking day and it, I couldn't, it, I couldn't. Do you see what that video did to me? Well, he wanted me to make this like hour long fucking montage. I didn't, when, with my Microsoft like photo editor. Mm-hmm. That was it. What was the, what was the worst thing I ever did to you? teaching you that scissoring wasn't real (laughs) (laughs) all right um i don't know i think like one of the times we tried to get back together you had your birthday party at root down it was Mm -hmm. just well it was you your sister your mom and me and we had like just gotten back together maybe that day and you were like "Ah, everything is great it's my 23rd birthday i'm having so much fun and then you'd lean over and whisper and you were like i swear to fucking god i hate you so much i'm breaking up with you the second is fucking over i fucking hate you i don't know why we get back together with you and then i and then you know and then we you'd come up and you'd be like babe 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 do you remember that yeah that was sweet not what it's not exactly what happened or why but okay Mm. what's the worst thing i ever did to you the football video no just i think um like over overlapping another relationship and not being completely honest with me about it which i did not mean to do right but and i mean that was a long time ago i think that's like the one thing that no one should ever do if they can try i think that maybe like um you shouldn't be in love with two people at once. It's like you and I hadn't, we couldn't figure out how to break up. And then I like was seeing someone else and then I had feelings for them. And then I lived with that person and then you and I weren't done. And then you came over, you got your car broken into Mm -hmm. and your laptop stolen. All of my new books for the semester are gone. Yeah, that was bad. That was, that was bad. That was kind of like, I mean, that's all kind of like dark and painful and personal and like yeah, bad, I want to talk bad about time, it. you know? Those are bad times. When you're in your early 20s, you are barely a lesbian at this point trying to figure it out. So I think I have like I have empathy for a lot of a lot of what went down and kind of for how you still kind of struggle with that. Okay, well, I mean, I'm, we're not going to go there right not now. now. I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> Relationships uh, are little. hard. Relationships are not easy. Um well, you and I, yeah, we broke, when we finally broke up, you and I weren't friends for a while. We for didn't, a long time. Like a, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And now look at us. But that's, I think, what all it takes is just distance and time. I feel like when we did start being friends again, though, like the first 10 to 12 times we hung out, I always cried at you because I felt really badly about what I had put you through. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was really nice of me. <laughs> You're so nice. Um, Let's talk about trying to be a lesbian in Denver. Okay. So I looked up like, you know, demographics and stuff of Denver. Mm -hmm. And there are roughly 112,000 women 
I'm going to write this down. Also, we need to, I didn't, I, I, bear, I, I didn't cheat on you. I didn't cheat off your papers in physics oh. in high school. Like there were a few times because I didn't go to school very often because of the depression. And, um, you know, I was really, I was really smart. It was just that you were also really not smart. Dumb, you fucking clearly. sat next to me. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Okay. For the, your, I'm, you cheated off my papers. They're going to take your fucking diploma back. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Okay, there's 112,000 women in Denver. Let's call it 100,000. Okay. And then how gay, like, it's, a, you know, 1% of the population is gay. Ten. I've read four. I've read 10. So what is it? 10? It's probably closer to 50 when I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay, yeah, let's say there are 10,000. Okay. Let's call it 7,000. Let's okay. call it 5,000. <laughs> and, like, 4,500 of those are, like, clunkers right so what is to clunk what is a clunker <laughs> yeah not even worth discussing okay yeah. so that whittles us down to 500 and then half of them are in relationships if half of them are in relationships with who the other <laughs> oh with each other with that <laughs> they're all together <laughs> yeah okay whatever we're down to 250 and then you're just why based on what? Okay, two hundred fifty people. Okay, and then everyone is your ex girlfriend's best ex-girlfriend, friend in Denver. Best you see a girl and you're like, that girl is very attractive, and then up walks your ex girlfriend, mm-hmm. and you know, and everyone is best friends, and then that eliminates unless you're not what friends with any of them, which you're not because you stay out of the lesbian dating scene probably for this reason but let's that eliminates your pool so i have i have no one to date so i can date like four people in denver Mm -hmm. there's four total like people who i would mesh with Mm -hmm. okay four and you refuse to go into the lesbian dating scene which i did for like a really long time i still don't really like it but you have like one and she probably lives in pueblo (laughs) we should leave and go find her (laughs) um yes it's tough it's tough it's incestuous and incestuous that's why i never understand like i kind of would like to attempt to be a slut tell me more (laughs) like i'm like you know freshly out of a relationship would kind of like to just go be you know young and free and slutty and single and whatever but how can you be a slut with one with one other person? Who's <laughs> <laughs> like available to you, you know? Yes. So it's kind of impossible. Well, you could go out into the Denver lesbian scene. I don't think so. Why not? They all saw me dump that girl out of her wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready for this story. Are you? Yes, and so is. I don't know if I can tell it. It's kind of you. Everybody pr- knows what up. I'm talking about. Okay, go ahead. We're ready for you. Okay, it was my 25th birthday, and I had to work that night, and so I didn't make any plans for my birthday. And all my buddies were down at Charlie's, this country western themed gay bar in Denver, and they were like, "Just come down. It's your birthday. Like we're hanging out. Don't be silly. Just come out." And I was like, "Fine." And I'm hanging out with my buddies, and I'm so sorry to this person who I'm telling this story about. Um, 
and they are like hanging out outside and this girl in a wheelchair rolls up and quite literally and <laughs> she's like hey i'm so and so do you want to dance with me and i'm like thinking really clumsy it's probably not a good idea and all my fr- my politically correct piece of shit friends are like come on just go dance with her like just okay go and ahead. yeah you're not and an I'm asshole like, no, in this situation because i'm not an asshole because they forced me i knew it was a bad idea for me to do it in the first place and they're like come on go go like it would be so nice she'd like that so much and i was like ah okay and um we were two-stepping as best one could and she's like telling me to like grab her arm and spin her and I'm like it doesn't seem like a really good idea and she's like come on come on like let's do it and I'm like okay so I spin her once and she like kind of skids and I was like okay I'm not gonna do that again and then like she forced me to do it one more time and her chair tips like completely backwards she is on her back and like poor fucking thing I'm trying to pick her up but like every time you try to like pick it up it like scoots and I think like her ballerina flats like fell off and it was like it was a bad situation like I couldn't pick her up and all these like bitchy queen like built huge gay guys are just standing around me not helping at all and you were there that night we were not exactly on speaking terms and I was so embarrassed and I will never not think like be so grateful that you were there because once we finally got her up, it was so embarrassing. It was like in the middle of the dance floor too, and I look up. Who and got her up? Fucking security and like the. You cop- left her there. No, I tr- I was trying, and everyone was like, "You're a monster! <laughs> You're fucking monster bitch! Like get away from abusing the hand, like the handy capable!" Like, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is." A-. And you were there that night. It was a Halloween party, and. You came and you found me, and I was so upset. I was like, Elise, it's my fucking birthday, and my ex-girlfriend's just saw me down this ground. And you took me home, and we just, like, hung out. And it was, thank God. You just, like, scooped me up. You're like, we're leaving. <laughs> Julia Ellen Royce, everyone. <laughs> She's single. <laughs> yep. Are you, are you gay? Have you dated any boys? Mm-hmm. I Do think. You still, like, identify as a lesbian, though. I kept doing this thing where I looked like that, and so I could, because I only have one other person to be a slut with, <laughs> like, I'd be in a relationship with a girl, like, be super in love with her, break up, and then slip back into, slip back in to, to the, the dating dudes. You couldn't, you came crawling back to the D. Not crawling back, it would just happen. I'd get, like, attention from guys, I'm like, all right, cool. Do you like to do it with boys? It's not like my favorite thing on the menu, but I'll eat it. <laughs> but after this, no going back. Seriously. Oh, the hair. Once I cut my hair, it's like I've cut off that revenue stream. Good. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Who was how tell me about your first lesbian relationship? Um, she sold cell phones at a kiosk in a mall that I frequented. <laughs> uh huh. She's Boom, the best. Done. Yeah. She's the best. Very charismatic. We didn't talk about this thing I want to talk about. What do you, do talk you about? have any family members who like don't accept you as they are? And here's my lead in for this: is I, that they don't accept me as they are. 
as See, I am. This is why before we started the podcast, I was doing tip of the tongue, roof of the mouth, lips mm-hmm. and the teeth because it's easy to get your words mixed up. So Ben Roy, who's one of my favorite comics ever, has a joke about family ties and why they're really not that important. And he says um, he's talking about like gay. If you're a gay guy and you're coming out and your family doesn't accept you. And he says blood is thicker than water. But you know what's thicker than blood? Your new boyfriend Damien's cock. That's what's thicker. And I guess I feel that same way where, uh, not that I've cut out family members, but it hurts like on a level that it's just not really worth trying to even have a relationship with them anymore because they don't accept me as I am. What are your experiences with that? I can't say that anybody to my face has not like been loving, accepting, and fine with it. You know, like, I don't even know if I've ever been, like, discriminated against or, like, shit on or... By your family members? Or friends or anyone, coworkers, anything. I'm sure that it has happened, but I don't... I'm unaware of it, you know? Mm-hmm. I never told my grandma who passed. Like, we never just... Like, we never talked about it. Okay. I don't feel like it's super important unless you're, like, to tell my entire family in Ohio unless I'm, like, getting married you know yes i was i was not listening i know <laughs> all right let's do like a dating video now do you are you single right now mm-hmm. what are the top five things you look for in a partner gotta have like a, like a little bit of a little bit of bitchy you like them to be like bitches <laughs> <laughs> no um what about what you what do you look at for I like girls who, like, look gay, but they are still feminine. Like, even with your short hair, I would probably hit on you if we hadn't already fucked this up too many times. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you're pretty. But I think, like, a really feminine-looking girl, that's not... I don't want any... I don't want to touch that. I'm not even attracted to that a little bit. So I like them to, like, walk, like... Vagina out. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me what you were saying. I don't know. Five things you look for. Five things. Um, I don't know, smart, attractive, sexual, no dietary restrictions, can, like, party with me. Cool. What about you? Really basic needs. Yeah, very. That sounds good. Yeah. Well, how are we going to wrap this up right now? Because it's time to wrap it up. You said wrap it up, and the first thing I thought was dental dam. Have you ever experienced a dental dam? I've, like, seen them. In someone? Do they go in? They don't go in. They go like like saran wrap. Why can't we just use saran wrap? I don't know. Seems like you'd save a lot of time and embarrassment. Yeah. Where do you even buy one? Like the beaver store. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, you're really welcome. I feel like I feel like our banter was gonna be so natural that I didn't write enough questions down. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and I don't know when I'm going to do another Let's Talk About Gay Things podcast. That's cool. Are there any other gay things that you want to talk about right now? Does anyone have any gay questions? I think um, this is what I want to say to gay people, okay? And about gay people and to everybody who's out there being gay. Just like, why don't you try being yourself and not making your gay thing like all you're about? Who does that? I don't think anybody people that, does that only go to gay bars, only go to like hang out with gay people, only you know bring up the fact that they're gay every five minutes, or you know I I think a big thing for me 
stepping out of that pride phase you get in after you come out being like cool there's a gay community but that's actually I'm gonna part be of the... with people that I like because they're people that I like and not just because they might get me laid one day okay that's really great advice thank you for being on the podcast would you maybe like to go to burlesque class with me next week and maybe we can if you want to do that did I get nipple tassels yes I feel like that would be covering up my best asset so no thank you that is true uh I feel like a lot of people have seen your boobies they're good good job on those good job to Julie's mom on holding Julie inside of her body, <laughs> building up those ripe nipples <laughs> of your daughter's inside your body. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. This was so fun. I can't wait to try to watch it back and then be like, oh, my God, I hate my voice within 30 seconds and never see it ever again. Outro. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. Oh. Thank you, Sexpot Comedy. Thank you, everyone, for watching uh, my first my first podcast recorded live here at Sexpot Comedy Studios. Thank you to Julie Royce mm -hmm. for stopping by. Anytime. And thank you to your hair, mm -hmm. which uh, is great, looking great today. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>